This podcast contains swearing and occasional disturbing content. I don't need to live in this physical realm. I walk around in the physical realm. In the spiritual world is where I live. I exist in places you never even dreamed of. To the Boy Strangers podcast, episode 15. I am Gav. I'm Sarah. You're like a little bit delayed then, a bit like, oh my god, it's ongoing straight away. He's gonna rattle <laughs> on for a while. Um, right, disclaimer for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, possibly not boys and girls, maybe just ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This podcast is gonna be filled with a lot of content, which is very, very, very sensitive material. Um, but this is a disclaimer. Um, if you go forward to listen to this uh, show, that is to your own choice. We have given you a warning uh, of the sensitive material which is going to be involved in, so in this uh, show. Say the sensitive material, like give us a, give an idea of it, I suppose, because... Uh, yes, okay, uh, ch- uh, child tri- molestation. Tri- trigger warnings, um, if, you know, if people... Yeah, uh, it is, it's molestation, it, it's abuse to children, it's um, stuff like that, really. Um, also, the uh, uh, opinions expressed in this by myself and my co-host here uh, <laughs> is just our opinions. It's not we're not saying it's a fact what goes on here because we're going to yeah. have to sort of verge slightly into the royal family and the BBC. Um, this episode is going to be fucking pretty gnarly, so strap your seatbelts in. Here we go. Huh? So on the Savile Express, we did have an update though from our, from episode of Fred and Rose West. Rose wants to change her oh, name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. What's her what, name? Jennifer fucking Jones or some shit. Jenny Jones. Like, what is what is going on with that shit, honestly? I said you, is it like a midlife crisis? You're like, it's a bit, a bit fucking late. Yeah, it's a bit late in the day for that shit, isn't it? Like, everybody knows Rose West by sight. You know, she doesn't... She could be called Marjorie fucking whatever, and people would still recognise her. So what is the point in changing your name now? Plus, she's going to be in prison for the rest of her life. Plus, the fact that she's already... I I don't know, I should have checked it out, but by my reckoning, I would say she's knocking on for 60. Mm. Like, what's the fucking point? Just to cause a bit of a fuss, is it, and get her name back in the papers? Yes, exactly. And to get you and I talking about it. Yeah, let's give her some airtime, innit? Absolutely. But it's good to do a little update. Yeah. Got the coffees today, because this this one's going to be a bit full-on, guys. (gasps) Um, it's nice to have audience members around the world because we can see who listens and all around the world all of you are yeah and you're following on and continuing to join us and really massively appreciate it that does actually mean also some of you lot might not know who James Seville is (gasps) Jimmy Savile yeah Um, so some of this if you haven't looked into it and you want to be shocked don't bother listen to us and you're going to be shocked um, for us growing up in England um, I guess Ireland you know Wales Scotland yeah we, we, uh, we grew area. up we grew up with uh, this this celebrity mm. we grew up with this guy and um, from listening to him on radio as a DJ to a TV presenter um, 
He was As all over, weren't he? he when, in our generation, when we were smaller, he was on everything. You know, if it wasn't his particular programme... Mm-hmm. He would be like popping up on different programs, yeah, as like a presenter or so, like a celebrity guest or some shit like that. Yeah, so we literally grew up with this guy, didn't yeah, it's, we? It's, Fucking Jim will fix it, you know, and yeah, all that shit. It's insane. Uh, so for, for us, this is why you were a little bit like, Oh, I'm quite surprised you want to go there and do this episode. Hmm. I think it's because I can, because you, because to even audience, you guys, you're gonna have to. Because of the sensitive material, you're going to have to kind of um, go at this like a detective or someone, and just put your emotions at the door and uh, come at this with just just what we're going to tell you and stuff. Because it's quite full on. If you start to think and go down that road of the uh, victims and the domino effect that this would cause and the spiral and the, and how much spanned that would be from this you, you know you could really fuck with your emotions this is something which is um, yeah we grew up with this so this is why when I said you know like a bit so far I could do it it's because I grew up with the guy yeah he, he um, I don't that's, this is the thing with this this is why it's such a fucking interesting episode because we love to delve into the mind side of this stuff and really get in there this is this is that, but this is this is going on to a whole new thing. Now, this is because of a generation of sixties and seventies and entertainers in the music world, where um, fans would come along, quite young fans. Things were just kind of like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, oh, it's like, like the carry on. His, on you put his hand on my ass and touch me. Oh, oh, they're just joking around. Don't worry about them. And it it, it was just a a thing. It was fine. Yeah, it was more accepted. It's I think. almost like uh, we, as a human society, are, are really, really in twenty twenty, really becoming woke. Yeah, I don't know really like that expression. Yeah. But waking up to this, and I think we have since since the two thousands onwards, really sort of come to like what. That's not right. How can we? How what? Mm. They're allowed to just touch children or what? So it's a really interesting one we haven't gone into. Yeah, especially using the whole entertainer thing as a complete and utter cover up. Yeah, well, not even that it was a fucking cover-up. He just hid in the best place in plain sight. He, was, he, might, quite, he was open about this you know, shit, you know, I, and people knew. Yeah, we, we, we've today just watched and watched and watched uh, Jimmy Savile stuff, which yeah. has been the thing. And at times, I fell for his spell, didn't I? Yeah, at times, I was just a bit doing like, a little laugh along with him, weren't you? At one point, I was like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And but if you if you don't know this character and you live in another country, um, open up your phones, whatever. Look at a photograph of him. He looks like I never don't want to judge a book by its cover. You can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I think it's a bit unfair to go around just judging people and say he looks like a pedo. But this he looks, looks like, like a, a pedo. fucking pedo. Why did people never see that? Or they did, you know, and just like we'll find out. People were too frightened of him to speak out against because him. This is a guy. We're going to get into this. But yeah, he looks. I did post pictures on the uh, social media pages of him as well, like so you can see. You know, yeah. it's just he fucking disgusting. Like and this is a guy who, if you were, he would. He's going to try it on, and if you say that's kind of not right, he's going to then say, "What are you going to do about it?" Because I'll tell you what, yeah. I won't do charity and get two million pounds for this hospital. Yeah, and it'll be so your you're going to fuck it. It's your fault. Yeah. And he did, but I think it, my problem was earlier when I was sort of falling through his spell, so to speak, quotation marks, was that I was 
going like there must be even if it's 0. fucking 0. 0.1%, yeah, you were saying, weren't you? Like, a bit of him that wants to do good, because of what he's doing. You're like, no, it's just a cover-up. But did he start hmm. though from the get-go? He said his 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 family where he came. I know I'm, we're not getting totally into this. This is kind of our introductory speak before we even really yeah, fucking totally. get into this. It's going to be such a conversation. Yeah, but his family was his mum and dad. They came from a very child, apparently charitable mother and father. We heard from one person. This yeah. is a statement. We, you know, it's very hard to verify facts of then because it's so long ago, um, and it's been kind of his mum's thing was a bit. Psycho and a bit yeah, normal bait, yeah, but there's not much on her. But it comes from a charity thing, so it made me think like, is this dude, did he like start up going, yeah, I want to do that? But then one day he discovered he had a power, like fucking Superman. Yeah. Let's say Superman's a pedo. Pedo power. Pedo man. Super hell. pedo. Oh my god. god. I don't want to worry what he changes into in the phone box. And yeah. then he um, just discovers he has his power, and then he's like, hmm. Yeah. And rolls with it. Yeah, and maybe. Form, almost forms this fucking plan. Maybe, but like I, we were saying earlier as well, I'm not sure. Obviously, there's not a lot, uh, a lot of information kind of on the relationship between him and his mum. But I kind of feel like there was some inappropriate relationships going on there. Yeah. Between him and his mum. It's the- when he was younger. So I think like he's he's always been that way. That is not. I don't know, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing you would just get into, you know, and he's been doing this for so long, ever since he started Mm. in radio and TV, you know, there's Mm. been uh, reports of allegations back from the 60s, Mm. so he just went straight into it, you know, so I don't know, it's, I get what you're saying, like, you would like to think that with all the... Good, in quotation marks... All the good... That he did, but you know, why, why for shit he, like he... that, you would like to think that there is a part of him that kind of wanted to do that, and maybe he was having like some inner war between the two bit parts of himself, you know. But I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think he was just a cunt through and through, and that was just his his way of hiding. Because mm, I was going to say why? To cover it no, up. In no way, I'm trying to condone this dude. Mm. And I was going to say why would he give like three million in his will to charity stood afterwards? But then again, actually, he wasn't a material person. He only liked cars. He didn't live. What else any is he going to do with it? But he didn't live a life like that. And yeah. Obviously, he's died. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he could have given it out to like a, a niece he had a, or whatever or something. But yeah, um, didn't and just gave the three million out. But yeah, it's this guy's a proper cunt. There's nothing more about this. This guy's a fucking evil piece of shit mm. who should have been alive to be fucking punished. Yeah, definitely. Got away That's the, fucking easy. The worst part of this is the fact that he died before this all came to life. And it only came out because he died. Yeah. So I'm really happy with things like um, fucking Weinstein going down mm. and people coming out before Weinstein. But it's because of things like Savile going down Yeah. and Nick being like... Oh, really? A celebrity to use their yeah, power yeah. to touch up children? Oh, shock, horror, you know. Because this is another thing with this whole case. Every fucker knew about it. Yeah. And this is when we're getting into the BBC, which is going to be like, you know, we're, it, that's, a, like, that's a whole other thing we're, yeah. we'll touch upon slightly, you know. But it's like the people knowing it. And then the other factor we there was other presenters there was other people in his position on the same networks yeah small networks or BBC pretty much really in England doing the same thing 
almost a outfit, a troop. Yeah. A fucking group of them. Yeah. Um, and when it comes down to it, what Chanchi about, which all came up with, is like, he almost comes across as, he called himself a godfather, he almost comes across as a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He had everyone under his spell, didn't he? He was a cult. He pretty he much. Jim Jones and all Peter of England were in his cult, the yeah. Jimmy Savile cult. Yeah. And he, as you'll discover as we go through this, openly, publicly, would say stuff. Yeah, which totally. we've got samples of. Yeah, which we've you'll got hear some later audio on. coming up. He literally saying, "I'm feared." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Telling people, there you go, and then everyone would laugh. Yeah. Because. Oh, he's just a silly old man. Yeah. And he's just this quirky guy who wears tracksuits. Yeah. Because there's two people in the 80s I, I uh, watched. We had gold chains. I watched them quite religiously. There's Mr. T and Jimmy Savile. I yeah. prefer Mr. T. I'd like to hang out with Mr. T. Mr. T's Mr. T's much T's better. Mr. a fucking decent He's a dude. legend, eh? He's a fucking guy. Jimmy Savile? <laughs> burn him. fucking castrate the fucking fucker. Fucking burn him. Hairs, can a hair spray and a lighter set fire to that fucking hair? Why can't? And now I'll get out of the way. I'll do a quick impression because I'll, you know. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, actually, like, out to the listeners, like, don't think that we're in any way being insensitive. If we make jokes through this, we've both got a really dark sense of humour, especially me. So there might be some jokes being cracked. I don't know if there will be, but at some point, we're probably going to throw some fucking having a laugh at something I'm sure now then, but now, not... then now then how's about that then boys and girls oh my god that's the best I can do <laughs> that's alright actually but yeah we're not being insensitive to the victims at all in any way we've just got a terrible sense of, sense of humour and it's awful like so, I yeah, say no, we grew up with the fella yeah totally so us, it's second nature we would be at, in the school playground going yeah. now but now, but now yeah 100% you know so yeah it's very strange right well there's my part of it, the uh, show done. Uh, now, you can just sit back now. God, I can sit back and... <laughs> done your impression. Sit back here with the listeners <laughs> and go, oh my God, <laughs> as you just read this to us. Bloody hell. Right, yes. So, oh, see, even this first bit... I can take the jumper off and I'm going to cool oh, myself no, down. It's, it's getting, too hot. getting yeah. warm in here. Um, yeah, even calling him like, sir, fucking, you know, oh just makes me sick in my mouth I hate it was the knighthood thing taken Uh, I think they did I will get to that later on I can't remember from doing my notes but I think they did they did strip him of a few things fucking about right too too right they couldn't let that one fly could they that would have been fucking chaos well that would be just you'd be like the royal family because as it is stands at the moment with Prince Andrew yeah he's on. not doing well is he well he's uh, going to have to go to the FBI at some point but yeah they're all fucking at it aren't they you've got Savile royal families fucking Prince Andrew Epstein fucking that dude from well, bloody lost profits we were talking about disclaimer the, the royal family here Prince Andrew has not been a charged or anything like no, that no he so hasn't you can't say that where all those no. other people you said yes yeah but we're getting to this. We're getting. We're opening up in this world where we're starting to unravel this stuff. And it's when you get these conspiracy theories from back in the day. Oh, there's a, Jimmy Savile's the leader of some big paedophile gang and raised yeah. his children to go to islands or something like that. And you're like, okay, I've seen that in Ireland where kids went. Yeah. To. It's like, oh. Well, yeah. You know, I'm sure <laughs> probably like I'm pretty sure paedophile networks are connected. Hmm. 
in one way or another. Like, you can't. Again. Sorry, my cat's going it? fucking insane. I think she's got the. Uh, I think she's has got, she got the, the anger the, against Jimmy Savile. Has she got the duck with the catnip in, no, though? It's a, it's a bottle lid. Oh, okay, yeah, she likes them. <laughs> so, so that's what the sound is, beyond us. Anyway. Oh, damn right, let's get into some Savile. Jeremy's terrorising us. So, Sir James Wilson Vincent Savile, OBE, was an English DJ, television and radio personality who hosted BBC shows including Top of the Pops and Jim Will Fix It, which was a TV programme broadcast by the BBC between May 1975 and June 1994, presented by Savile, uh, where children wrote in to have their wishes granted. He raised an estimated £40 million for charities and during his lifetime was widely praised for his personal qualities and as a fundraiser. Um, After his death, hundreds of allegations of sexual abuse were made against him, leading the police to to conclude, sorry, you can't read my own writing, that Savile had been a predatory sex offender, possibly one of Britain's most prolific. I would say that's a definite. He's definitely the most prolific. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah, totally. There had been allegations during his lifetime, but they were dismissed and accusers ignored or disbelieved and Savile took legal action against some accusers. Savile was born on October the 31st, wanker, with his Halloween birthday, what a cock, 1926, in Leeds, in Leeds in West Yorkshire, which is the north of England for anyone who doesn't live in the UK and was the youngest of seven children in a Roman Catholic family. His parents were Vincent Joseph Savile, and he was a bookmaker's clerk, an insurance agent, and his wife, Agnes Monica Kelly. At the age of 18, during the Second World War, he was conscripted to work as a Bevin boy and worked in coal mines, where he reportedly suffered spinal injuries uh, from a shot firer's blast which is when they start blasting the rock down. So this would be why he had such an interest in the spinal... Yeah. Spinal departments. Mm. Okay, well, we'll get into that, yeah. And he spent a long time recuperating. Following his colliery work, Savile became a scrap metal dealer. Savile started playing records in dance halls in the early 1940s and claimed to be the first DJ... According to his autobiography, he was the first to use two turntables and a microphone. Cunt. Uh, You're you're saying he's a cunt because of fucking Halloween birthday? I'm a DJ. He wasn't, though. Good. Um, So it's tell me it's Kenny Everett. Ah, I wish. I like Kenny Everett. Please, he's not a pedo, is he? No. Good. Unfortunately, he died of AIDS. I know, but I liked him. I used to like watching the Kenny Everett show. I think he's right. He was good. Mm funny bloodbath at the house of death as well it's a really good film (laughs) yeah uh yeah that just threw me then because when i read that i just had the beck tune in my head two turntables and a microphone where it's at (laughs) at the grand records ball at the guard bridge hotel in 1947 although this claim is disputed as twin turntables were illustrated in the bbc handbook in 1929 and advertised for sale in a gramophone magazine in 1931. See, so before there you go. Before it's this came out, though, 
Uh, we did used to both say, like, well, fucking hell, Jimmy Savile was like the first DJ. Yeah. I remember you mentioned it to me, I think, when we were first chatting about doing this as an episode, mm. and you were like, oh, yeah, I think he did that, but he didn't. Okay. He was lying. Well, this is another lie. thing we found out about Savile. He's a bit of a bit of a porky pies type of person. I don't I've know. ran 18 miles. Yeah, like... Miles. I think that obviously that was bullshitting, but as well, like if you watch him when he's getting questioned, he is like a politician. I know on that question thing, he was saying he didn't do politics, but he answers. But his he questions evades the question massively. I've noticed that because obviously he, he I've watched around, a lot of interviews. Takes you, takes he won't answer. Yeah, he won't answer the actual question. Mm. Um, I'm also going to post the transcripts from a police interview with. Savile on the Facebook page mm-hmm. uh, so you can go on there and have a look at that and like I was saying to you with that if you check his look at his replies he over explains it so much it's mm. like so suspicious yeah. really is well dodgy so yeah he is an elaborator and just a, an out and out bullshitter really um, he became a semi-professional sportsman, competing in the 1951 Tour of Britain cycle race and working as a professional wrestler. Savile lived in Salford from the mid-1950s to the mid-1960s. He managed the Plaza Ballroom in Manchester in the mid-1950s, the Mecca Locarno Ballroom in Leeds in the late 1950s and early 1960s, as well as the Palais Dance Hall in Essex between 1955 to 1956 and it was while in Essex that Savile was discovered by a music executive from Decca Records as what, as a DJ? yeah um, I think because he was always quite like outrageous in what he wore as well you know and he was a bit of a, a character even from the beginning well he thought everything was a joke yeah I think you thought life was a joke. Yeah, well, it was to him, wasn't it? It was it's just get, getting, getting paid to go around and fun. just do whatever, just, just yeah, just fuck around and just yeah. do whatever he wanted. Yeah. With no comeuppance for no. anything. Yeah. Savile's radio career began as a DJ at Radio Luxembourg from 1958 to 1968. By 1968, he presented six programmes a week and his Saturday show reached six million listeners. In terms of recognition, he was one of the leading DJs in Britain by the early 1960s. In 1968, he joined Radio 1, where he presented Savile's Travels, a weekly programme broadcast on Sundays in which he travelled around the UK speaking to members of the public. From 1969 to 1973, he fronted Speakeasy, a discussion programme for teenagers. Oh, God. Uh, wouldn't want no fucking advice from him, would you? Not Jesus. Really, really. Uh, on Radio 1, he presented the Sunday lunchtime show Jimmy Savile's Old Record Club, playing chart top tens from years gone by. He left Radio 1 in 1987 after 19 years and presented the vintage chart show on the BBC World Service from 1987 to 1989. From March 1989 to August 1997, he broadcast on various stations around the UK where he revived his Radio 1 shows. In 1994, satirist Chris Morris gave a fake obituary on BBC Radio 1, saying that Savile had collapsed and died, which allegedly allegedly drew threats of legal action from Savile and forced Chris Morris to apologise. 
I like Chris Morris. Do you ever watch Brass Eye? A bit, yeah. Yeah, as well, funny. It's hilarious when he was doing that campaign for a new new drug that everyone was like just ruined on called cake and just went round got all the celebrities to go we've got to stop this cake and they're well into it and he was like fucking idiot it's not even a real thing (laughs) (laughs) it's funny Uh, on 25th of December 2005 and the 1st of January 2007 he presented shows on the Real Radio Network Savile's TV role was as, as a presenter of Tyne T's television's music programme, Young at Heart, which aired from 1960. On New Year's Day in 1964, he presented the first edition of the BBC Music Chart TV programme, Top of the Pops, and he also presented the last episode on the 30th of July 2006. Savile presented a series of public information films promoting road safety, notably Clunk Click Every Trip, which promoted the use of seat belts. Trying to rhyme all his stations, Savile's Travels, Clunk Click. Oh no, yeah. It led to Savile's Saturday Night Chat variety show from 1973 on BBC One entitled Clunk Click, which in 1974 featured the UK heats of the Eurovision Song Contest. After two series, Clunk Click was replaced by Jim Will Fix It, which he presented from 75 to 94. Fucking hell. I oh, know, so this is what I mean. He's done he must so, have made, just done been so, making much. so much money. Savile won an award from Mary Whitehouse's National Viewers and Listeners Association in 1977 for his wholesome family entertainment. If Mary Whitehouse knew that. I know, she'd truth. turn in her grave, wouldn't she? Fucking old bag. Um. <laughs> yeah, he fronted a long-running series of adverts in the early 1980s for British Rail's Intercity 125, and Savile was twice the subject of the Thames television series This Is Your Life in 1970 and again in 1990. And that was a TV show which brings out uh, a host and it says, This Is Your Life. And, and they do a recap, the don't recap they, of your for life the and mo- all the people memorable moments come out to show. How amazing you are, how wonderful you are, how incredible you are, and how much the nation loves you. And he had this twice. Yeah. We saw one on Gary Glitter earlier, didn't we? <laughs> That's <laughs> saw a it. bit of it. That's it. You know, we, can't, we can't not mention Rolf Harris, Gary Glitter, all I these know, people. I will give him a mention all later like on. In the same circles. Mm. They ran in the same circles. They had the same parties. They were yeah. at the houses, fucking the kids together yeah uh, okay so in an interview by Dr Anthony Clare for the radio series In the Psychiatrist Chair in 1991 Savile appeared to be a man without feelings and uh, Clare concluded that there is something chilling about this 20th century saint what year was that? Uh, that was in 1992 yeah, there's definitely something about him. Mm-hmm. You can just, you just, there's just. That's the thing, though. People just didn't want to say it. It's not it. right. Everyone it's not right. It. I'm just... sorry, like, I'm sorry, Cliff Richard. All right, it's not. I know he's a Christian and shit. But he, but he but was investigated. I know he was. But like, it's just weird. Like Savile, why would someone not have any kind of relationship with anyone ever? Well. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's bizarre. Sort of territory. Yeah, there's something not quite right. Not that I'm slating Cliff Richard. I am suspicious of Cliff Richard. Well, the thing was, I know I was investigated. I'm still suspicious. My mum's a massive fan of Cliff Richard. Uh, when he actually um, was arrested, no surprise. I was like, hmm. yeah. And if it, yeah, if it came out with surprised. him saying he's a bit and he's done all his stuff, you'd been like, yeah. Yeah. You just, it's, you know, it's just one of those things now. You're just like, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. But he didn't. So, well done, Cliff. You got away with that. What I mean, you got off. Uh, you got away with you, that uh, one. Didn't do anything, so that's good <laughs> for you. Uh, you are innocent, Cliff. Well, turning down partridge here. He was apparently innocent from that investigation. There we I'm go. still. He is innocent. From I'm that, so well done personally. For being innocent. I'm still suspicious. There we go. There you go. <laughs> huh? In April 2000, he was the subject of a documentary by Louis Theroux in the When Louis Met series. When Theroux challenged Savile about rumours of paedophilia over a decade ago, uh, Savile said, We live in a funny world and it's easier for me as a single man to say I don't like children because that puts a lot of salacious tabloid people off the hunt. Savile visited the Celebrity Big Brother house on the 14th and the 15th of January 2006 and fixed it for some of the housemates to have their wishes granted. In 2007, Savile returned to TV with Jim Will Fix It Strikes Again, showing some of the most popular fixes and recreating them. Savile is estimated to have raised £40 million for charity, like we said earlier. Um, One cause for which he raised money was Stoke Mandeville Hospital, where he volunteered for many years as a porter. He raised money for the National Spinal Injuries Centre and the St Francis Ward, a ward for children and teens with spinal cord injuries. Savile also volunteered at Leeds General Infirmary and Broadmoor Hospital. In August 1988, he was appointed by Junior Health Minister Edwina Curry, uh, chair of an interim task force overseeing the management of Broadmoor Hospital after its board members had been suspended. Savile had his own room both at Stoke Mandeville and Broadmoor, and these are going to come up again later, um, these hospitals. In 1989, Savile started legal proceedings against newsgroup newspapers after the News of the World published an article in January 1988 suggesting he had been in a position to secure the release of patients from Broadmoor who were considered dangerous. Mm. Uh, Savile won on the 11th of July 1989. Newsgroup paid his legal costs and he received an apology from the editors. <coughs> Excuse me. From 1974 to 1988, Savile was the honorary president of FAB, which is the physically handicapped in the able-bodied community. He sponsored medical students performing undergraduate research in the Leeds University Research Enterprise Scholars HIP scheme donated scholarship scheme donating more than sixty thousand pounds every year savile was a participant in marathons as well many for fab including its annual half marathon around hyde park in london he also cycled from land's end to john o'groats in 10 days for the royal national lifeboat institution and ran in the scottish people's marathon it was reported that he completed the london marathon at the age of 79 Rumours that he was driven round in a lead vehicle as an observer were denied by marathon officials. 
but very likely <laughs> that that is actually probably what happened. Yeah, totally. Savile set up two charities, the Jimmy Savile Stoke Mandeville Hospital Trust in 1981 and the Leeds-based Jimmy Savile Charitable Trust in 1984. During the sexual abuse scandal, which we'll get on to in October 2012 the charities announced that they would distribute their funds of £1.7 million and £3.7 million respectively, among other charities, and then closed down. He also raised money for several Jewish charities. During his lifetime and at the time of his death, Savile was regarded as an eccentric adornment to British public life. He created a bizarre yodel, which was, can you do it? And no, the warning, no, the, no, no, the, no, the, no. the warning, Alan Partridge said about the warning, didn't he? Oh, 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 oh. That's a strange thing that he did. Yeah, Jimmy Savile, pedo, oh, pedo oh, 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 fucking, whatever you call it. Uh, and catchphrases which included... Now then, now then, now then, hello there, boys and girls, boys and girls. And what was the other one? Uh, how's about that then? How's about that then? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Apparently, goodness gracious was one as well. Goodness gracious! I can't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. Savile was frequently spoofed for his dress sense, which, which was usually a tracksuit or shell suit and gold jewellery. A range of licensed fancy dress costumes was released with his consent in 2009. I wonder if anyone's still got them. Yeah. Savile was often pictured holding a cigar. Uh, he claimed to have started smoking at age seven, saying, My dad gave me a drag on one at Christmas, thinking it would put me off them forever, but it had the opposite effect. Savile was a member of Mensa and the Institute of Advanced Motorists, which is a UK charity that aims to improve road safety by using the British policies system, police system of car and motorcycle control, commonly known as the system. <laughs> <laughs> This is so bizarre. The system. The system. This was apparently devised in 1937 by some racing driver called Mark Everard Peeps. He was the sixth Earl of Cottenham. It's really random to reduce accidents in police pursuits. So apparently they're they're trying to improve road safety by using uh, a handbook of police pursuit driving. For who? The police pursuers? No, for them. For who? For anyone in this club. It's really bizarre. It's an elite club? Yeah. Just for certain members who want to be able to drive Mm. better. The Institute of Advanced Motorists. Isn't that weird? What's the point? I know. Where are you going tonight, love? I'm going down to the town meeting. It's the advanced drivers meeting. What for? Because we're going to talk about advanced ways of handling corners. Yeah. Why? Because my life is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, Yeah, and he drove a Rolls Royce. He was made a life member of the British Gypsy Council in 1975. The British Gypsy Council? Yeah, becoming the, the first that? outsider to be made a member. Of the of Gypsies? Yeah. The Gypsy gypsies. community? Yeah. He's an outside member of the Gypsy community? Yeah. How? Well, I'm not saying anything about the Gypsy community, mm. but they do, are a, a, a band, a group of people who don't do live on Don't say anything about the Gypsies, oh, honestly. Okay. BBC can come for me, but don't start with them. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm saying that a group of people who kind of live at the not the outs, outside the law, kind of on the on the outskirts of, of society, yeah, aren't they? of travelling and doing their own sort of thing. Yeah, Jimmy is a little bit like that. Mm. He travels, does his own thing, but you do get also uh, some members, as you just said, the warning then don't want the gypsies coming after no, us, which we fuck don't. That shit. But why is that? Because a certain aspects of them there's some sketchiness going on yeah Jimmy knowing them is quite a handy thing isn't it yeah yeah totally and I was thinking back to his days obviously we're going to play the clip later on but thinking back to his days when he was talking you know about being a bit handy and stuff maybe he knows them from that kind of time in his life I would say as Jimmy rose up and got to know more and more people and then figured out his power Hmm. he then as he went I think he freestyled this yeah being the without knowing he's going to be the biggest predator in England sexual predator I think he freestyled the whole thing yeah and as he met people it's like yeah it just instantly works out says so says what they want to know mm. like what they want to hear because that's how you know because it's like the way grooming children and stuff yeah. isn't it it's tell them what they want to hear then get what you want yeah I think he sort of did that and then some some certain members who were maybe violent or had a, a streak of they could get shit done maybe not really in the law mm. they're good to know yeah it could have been useful so that's how, I reckon he went like that and how he can use people yeah of course definitely his way up oh, if he's anything very, he's very like clued up with that kind of stuff and he's uh you wouldn't suspect him either like that bit in the Louis Theroux documentary no, where genius. Louis picked up the paper and he was like you've got my number on there and you've got my address he, yeah and he'd obviously done some like info finding well, on yeah him. louis has it has a show of him and louis says he's ex-directory and stuff his dress he, yeah he did, and he jimmy knew he was going to walk through the house looking at stuff so he leaves a bit of pen and paper there and it has louis yeah. address and louis like how did you get this and he goes i told you i know people yeah but he did that leaving it there saying to him if you make a fucking documentary which yeah you say anything, anything that i don't, I don't like, like I know where you fucking live, mate. Yeah, totally. And that's what he's saying. Mm. He lives as a fucking gangster and a criminal genius. Yeah, and he's totally, you would never suspect him because on the outside, he just looks like some nutty old geezer, doesn't he? Even though he's telling everybody on camera, yep, I'm feared in all the schools. Yeah. And everyone laughs at him because I oh, wouldn't expect it. And here, there he is, being like the most horriblest, horriblest, grossest, vile person ever. Yeah. He's up there with Hitler. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Uh, through his support of charities, Savile became a friend of Margaret Thatcher, fucking cunt, who in 1981. <laughs> she is. Gotta say that in the same breath and not letting her get out of it as well. Don't even care. No disclaimer we needed. Don't, we She's don't want to do that joke though, do we? That what they got in common, what they did to miners. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, now that I do find funny, and it's really poor taste. Yeah. It's really poor taste. I do find that really funny though. I didn't actually say it though. No, no. You can guess the joke. Yeah. Um, who in 1981 described his work as marvellous. I bet she fucking did. It has been reported that Savile spent 11 consecutive New Year's at Chequers with Thatcher and her, and her family, although this is disputed by Thatcher's daughter, Carol, and by Lord Bell. 
God, I'd have hated to be there. He was a friend of the Thatcher family. New Year's Eve, uh, there, just just hanging out with Margaret Thatcher in the room and Jimmy Savile, like, oh my God, kill it's me for, now. That is like evil. That's just kill a fucking room full of evil. Mm. Really is. Mm. It's fucking disgusting. It's no wonder they got on so well because mm. they're both fucking narcissistic fucking sociopaths. Same morals. Yeah. Like, absolute lack of. Mm. Uh, lifelong bachelor Savile lived with his mother, whom he referred to as the Duchess, and kept her bedroom Weird. and wardrobe exactly as it was when she died. Norman Bates. Definitely. Every year he had her clothes dry cleaned. Uh, Savile's personal relationships were rarely the subject of media report or comment in his lifetime, though in his autobiography he claimed that he had many sexual relations with women. Uh, On the 9th of August 1997, Savile underwent a three-hour quadruple heart bypass operation at Killingbeck Hospital in Leeds, having known he needed surgery for at least four years after having regular checkups. He arranged for a bench in Scarborough, North Yorkshire, to be dedicated to his memory with a plaque saying, Jimmy Savile, but not just yet. Savile was found dead at his home in Roundhay, Leeds, on 29th of October 2011, two days before his 85th birthday. He had been in hospital with pneumonia and his death was not suspicious. His closed satin gold coffin was displayed at the Queen's Hotel in Leeds with the last cigar he smoked and his two This Is Your Life books. Why do you have a bench saying not just yet? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, because he wasn't... It wasn't because he was dead. Not just yet? Yeah, but he was in hospital. He was ill, so... Around 4,000 people visited to pay tribute. His funeral took place at Leeds Cathedral on the 9th of November 2011 and he was buried at Woodland Cemetery in Scarborough. As specified in his will, his coffin was inclined at a 45 degree angle to fulfil his wish to see the sea. The coffin was encased in concrete as a security measure. An auction of Savile's possessions was conducted at the Royal Armouries Museum, Leeds, on the 30th of July 2012, with proceeds going to charity. His silver Rolls-Royce Corniche convertible was sold to an internet bidder for £130,000. Okay, Savile claimed the key to his success with Jim will fix it had been his dislike of children, although he later admitted saying that to deflect scrutiny on his private life. He did not own a computer as he claimed he did not want people to think he was downloading child pornography. Why, why, why would he think that? Why would he think that anyone's going to think that he's downloading child pornography because he owned a computer? Yeah. Do people don't? Not everyone who has a computer has child pornography. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got it on mine. Have you? No, I ain't got none. So why didn't you think that? (laughs) That's the thing. I know. This is it. We're getting into like the getting into it now. Across as like, no, I like to say that I hate children. Why do you like to say you hate children? What puts people off the scent of then that way they don't think I'm a pedo because I'm telling them I hate them. He goes, well, as Louis like, well, surely that makes it worse. Surely that makes you meet more suspicious. And saying shit like that you don't say as that. well. You just say, I don't want children because I'm just not into having children. Yeah. Right? I chose not to have children. Yeah, he makes it more suspicious himself. <laughs> um, 
fucking yeah and like he was saying earlier in that thing that we watched on YouTube where he was kind of defending Gabby Glitter weren't he he's saying all he did oh, was take God. his computer in to it, get it fixed and they went on his hard it, drive but, 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 uh, it, it's, it's, yeah he was defending Gabby Glitter for where he first went down for having child pornography on his computer because he took his computer to a regular computer shop to get checked out because the guy's obviously not saying you should, how you should do if you're a pedo but he's obviously a bit thick not to think anyone's going to look on his computer yeah totally they're going to see it yeah yeah um, but there, he's defending it, saying, um, well, it's, it's on his, it's not harming anybody. And it's like, yeah, but the people who made the film in the first place got harmed. Yeah. So if you pay for watching that, they're it. getting paid. They go, oh, we get paid. Mm. Let's do it again to someone else because we get paid again. Well, yeah. And like, it's like, fucking come on, wake up. There's still going to be an escalation. It's a rubbish excuse. Still going to be an escalation as well, surely. Like, I don't know how they work, but I would think that eventually it's not going to be enough. Yeah. You know, so they're going to take it further, surely, into, like, actual abuse. Hmm. But, so like, not, but just none that, of it's, none of it is like, okay. Did anybody at that point then be like, that's a bit weird thing to say? Yeah. Like, why are you defending your mate mm. there who's looking at child porn? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, very bizarre. So now we're going to get, get into Savile's fucking disgustingness. This is where we're going to get disturbing, uh, people, so... Yeah, uh, yeah so say, saying he doesn't own a computer, as he claimed he did not want people to think he was downloading child porn. Uh, in a 1990 interview for The Independent on Sunday, Lynn Barber asked him about rumours that he liked little girls. Savile said, The young girls in question don't gather round me because of me. It's because I know the people they love, the stars. I am of no interest to them. In April 2000, Savile was the subject of the Louis Theroux documentary, like we mentioned earlier, and that's when uh, he said that he didn't like the children and it puts the tabloid people off the hunt. And he said, how do they know whether I am a paedophile or not? How does anybody know whether I am? Nobody knows whether I am. I know I'm not. And uh, we've got some audio, I think, now to listen to. This is... This is... Well, this is when in the Louis documentary at the end of the night when they didn't know that's it yeah he didn't know he's still being filmed so I'll put it in context he didn't know he's still being filmed in a documentary and the camera the, the director and it was also the cameraman the presenter Louis had gone to bed so the cameraman who's the director stayed up and just ended up chatting to him but the camera is still recording yeah this is our this is what you can what you can hear this is the first bit of actually hearing Jimmy Savile so you're not if, if it's the first time hearing this guy if you're obviously not aware of this presenter um you're going to hear someone. You think, "Oh my god, it sounds like this." It sounds like a bit, bit, uh, a little bit forceful, a little bit more violent, a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, this tones. isn't as this usual. Isn't, this is not. Yeah, this is. If this is your first time, this is not what it sounds like. This no, is the this only is the recording out there of him where it shows a side. It's when he says, "Let them slags." You know, it's mm. just. Well, listen to the way he speaks and the context he speaks is not anything anyone. No. And, yeah. Your daughter comes in here. She's 16. She's not supposed to come into town, but she doesn't. She comes here. I presume you'd like me to look after her. If you don't want me to look after her, tell me, and I'll let them dirty slags do what they want to her. All right, Jim, all right, all right, all right. All right, then. Give me a fucking hard time, then. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You didn't give the bastard half enough, I'll tell you, Jim. Thank you, goodbye. And uh, never got next. He's talking about... um 
his days kind of back when he was running the clubs and playing the records and stuff, wasn't he? I know he's talking about people that might, might have come in the club doing shit that he didn't like them doing. Mm-hmm. And instead of kicking them out, he would uh, tie them up and put them in the basement until he was ready to deal with them, whatever that means, because he um, didn't elaborate. Yeah, and time he got back to them, they'd be pleading to be let yeah, go. Yeah, so and you can imagine. when the police came down, he would say that. What he's saying then is the same. That's, like, basically yeah, the that's what he would say to them. Well, your kid comes down there. Do you want me to look after So he's already, he's already showing, you know, even back then, because then we're talking like 60s then mm. you know so showing back then even then he had the police kind of on his side you know he was getting away with stuff that most people wouldn't get away with probably wasn't molesting at that well I think he was molesting no, he but at that point you know obviously what they were scrutinising is the beating up of people or, mm. or the, the ill treatment of other people but you know but he's getting away with it no, there yeah. so if, he's getting he's proving that he's untouchable if you get away with it you, you do it again, it. and you, it'll get worse it. you and worse and worse. It escalates and get larger and larger. Yeah, totally. And that that was just that was just a little bit of him just talking, like you say, just what he used to do to the people. And this was something we never heard. You never saw that, Jimmy. No, he was it always was like, like so nice, weren't he? And like never, never been described that. as like you, your cheerful uncle, uncle, uncle and like, Jimmy. Oh God, mm. but yeah, awful. So that's that's Jimmy talking about his day yourself back in the day of what he used to do in the but clubs yeah, but yeah you know it's obviously a people, aggressive tone to people were saying you know he used to be a wrestler and stuff he might look quite skinny and like but though he was quite an intimidating person you know and obviously quite brawny back in the day because he used to wrestle <laughs> so yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if he hurt some people yeah before, definitely like violently yeah totally I bet he can be really threatening, though. It gives me, yeah, it gives me the impression, like, I bet if you're on the wrong side of it, it's really fucking, like, scary and creepy, intimidating. He talks to everybody, and if someone starts saying something to him, he just doesn't like that little bit. Yeah. It's just really like. You it just are, you, it it cuts really it off. It starts to go. It's, that's, it's a bit more serious. And it yeah, a bit more in the eye and a bit more. You can more. see him switching that Louis Theroux documentary a couple of times. Like yeah, because he doesn't like the way Louis ha- uh, questions and yeah. keeps telling him how he should be an interviewer. And it's yeah, like, no, you don't get it. Only so he can get his own uh, get his get way his own of how he view wants it of himself yeah. across. Uh, in 2007, Savile was interviewed under caution by police investigating an allegation of indecent assault at the now-closed Duncroft-approved school for girls. Um, and that's an approved school was a type of residential institution in the UK to, to which young people could be sent by a court, usually for committing offences, but sometimes because they were deemed to be beyond parental control. Uh, and that was near Staines in Surrey in the 1970s when he was a regular visitor. The Crown Prosecution Service advised that there was insufficient evidence to take any further action and no charges were brought. So he's got away with it again. Um, But that's uh, the transcript that I will post the link to on Facebook as well where you can see him totally over-answering every single question. So suspicious. This is something you read the transcript. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the the it's what, not an audio transcript. No, it's the written downness right. of the tapes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, in 2012, it was reported that staff at the school had not been questioned about the allegations at the time. A former headmistress of the school said that she had been hoodwinked by Savile, but described some of those who had brought the allegations against Savile as delinquents. In March 2008, Savile began legal proceedings against the Sun newspaper, which had run several articles linking him to child abuse at the Jersey Children's Home, Hort de la Garenne where children as young as 11 were locked in solitary confinement for 24 hours. Uh, Savile denied visiting Hort de Logaren, but then admitted doing so after a photo was published showing him at the home surrounded by children. That's the, isn't that the hospital where they found a load of dead bodies, kids' bodies buried? <gasps> yeah, I think. Is it? I don't know if it is the same one. I don't it know. There was one in Jersey, oh, okay. I was going to say, I think there was a lot of that in Ireland, wasn't there? No, it's there? in Jersey. I've been to Jersey. Shit, that's crazy. I didn't know about that. I bet it was, because it sounds like a fucking... Yeah, they found some bodies ...bastard buried. place. Mm. Oh, that's so sad. Well, fucking... Oh, shocking, isn't it? Fucking people. The States of Jersey police said an allegation of indecent assault by Savile at the home in the 1970s had been investigated in 2008 but there had been insufficient evidence to proceed. Immediately after Savile's death in 2011, Marion Jones and Liz McKean from the BBC programme Newsnight began to investigate the reports that he had sexually abused children. They interviewed one alleged victim on camera and talked to a number of others who were willing to be quoted about alleged abuse at Duncroft School, uh, the BBC and Stoke Mandeville Hospital too. The Newsnight team, which included former police detective Mark Williams Thomas, also found out about a 2009 Surrey police investigation into Savile. The report was scheduled to be broadcast on the 7th of December 2011, but a decision was taken to cancel its transmission, which ultimately developed into a major crisis for the BBC when the allegations against Savile were made public in October 2012. So the subsequent subsequent Pollard review um, found that Jones and McKean had assembled cogent evidence that Savile had a history of abusing young women and Newsnight had been in a position to break the story in 2011. Uh, in January 2012, the Sunday Mirror reported that Newsnight had investigated allegations of abuse immediately after Savile's death, but that the report had been shelved. An article by Miles Goslett in the March 2012 edition of The Oldie alleged a cover-up. The BBC showed two Savile tributes over the 2011 Christmas period and it was alleged the report had been dropped as it would have interfered with this programming. In October 2013, the transcript of Surrey Police's interview with Savile in 2009 was published after a request under the Freedom of Information Act. Savile denied the sexual abuse allegations relating to Duncroft Approved School put to him by the police, saying, I've never ever done anything wrong, and stating that the accusers just wanted a few quid. Uh, an ITV documentary, Exposure, The Other Side of Jimmy Savile, was broadcast on the 3rd of October 2012. It was researched and presented by Mark Williams Thomas, and he was the a guy I mentioned earlier, he was a former police officer who had been involved in the Newsnight investigation. 
this is available on YouTube as well if you want to have a shafty at that. It's quite interesting. I did watch that. Okay. Uh, several women interviewed by Exposure said that as teenagers they had been sexually abused by Savile. It was also said that Savile obtained access to teenage girls through his TV programmes Top of the Pops and Clunk Click, as well as his charity work. Savile's former colleague said he made no attempt to hide his interest in girls from them, while another said she had walked in on him French-kissing an underage girl. One woman who said Savile sexually assaulted her in in 1970 when she was 14 explained that she had not pursued her complaint to police in 2008 after being told it would lead to a media circus. The founder of Childline, Esther Ranson, was shown the interviews by Williams Thomas and commented that there were always rumours that Savile behaved inappropriately sexually with children. Newspaper reports claimed Douglas Muggeridge, controller of BBC Radio 1 in the early 1970s, was aware of allegations against Savile and asked for a report in 1973. Derek Chinnery, controller of Radio 1 from 78 to 85, recalled an occasion when he confronted Savile, saying, I asked, what's all this, these rumours we hear about you, Jimmy? And he said, that's all nonsense, there was no reason to disbelieve him. Uh, Michael Grade told Channel 4 News that during his time at the BBC he had fleetingly heard rumours about Savile but described the claims of a cover-up as ludicrous. The BBC said no evidence of allegations of misconduct or actual misconduct by Savile had been found in its files and denied there had been a cover-up of his activities. The BBC must have known eventually this was going to come out. Yeah. Uh, on October the 8th, 2012, the Director-General of the BBC, George Entwistle, apologised for what had happened and said further internal investigations would take place. The Chairman of the BBC Trust, Lord Patton, said the investigation would be set up as soon as police inquiries had been completed and would be shared by a figure from outside the BBC. Uh, the BBC was criticised in Parliament for its handling of the affair. On the 16th of October, the BBC appointed heads of two inquiries into the events surrounding Savile. Former High High Court judge Dame Janet Smith, who led the inquiry into serial killer Dr Harold Shipman, was to review the culture and practices of the BBC during the time that Savile worked there. And Nick Pollard, who was a former Sky News executive, would look at why the Newsnight investigation was dropped shortly before transmission. I know, Nick Pollard. A panorama investigation into the BBC's action was broadcast on the 22nd of October 2012. Entwistle declined to be interviewed, citing legal advice that BBC senior management should only cooperate with the police, the BBC reviews and Parliament. On the day after the Panorama broadcast, Entwistle appeared before the Parliamentary Culture, Media and and Sport Committee at which he faced hostile questioning and stated that it had been a catastrophic mistake to drop the Newsnight broadcast. Paul Gambaccini, who worked next door to Savile's office at BBC Radio 1 from 1973, said he was aware of rumours that Savile was a necrophile and as someone who has a sexual attraction to corpses... 
and stated, the expression which I came to associate with Savile's sex partners was the now politically incorrect underage subnormals. He targeted the institutionalised, the hospitalised, and this was known. Why did Jimmy go to hospitals? That's where the patients were. Uh, when do we get into actually his actual... Are you, we're beginning into the actual stuff that he did. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming up to that. I was yeah, kind of okay. doing this bit first. Okay. <laughs> Build up. Uh, Gambaccini claimed that Savile had bribed the police. Uh, Sir Roger Jones, a former chairman of Children in Need, the BBC's annual telethon to support disadvantaged children and young people, said Savile had been barred from involvement because of rumours about inappropriate interest in young girls. Savile had appeared on the telethon in 84, 87 and 89. In a 2012 article in The Independent, it was revealed that the Sun newspaper reported that Stoke Mandeville Hospital was to launch an investigation into Savile's unaccompanied visits to their mortuary. They were reportedly looking into whether Savile had keys to this part of the hospital and whether he interacted inappropriately with corpses. The article goes on to say that The Sun also uncovered a 1990 interview with Q magazine in which Savile spoke of his fascination with dead bodies. In this interview, Savile reportedly admitted hanging around Stoke Mandeville into the early hours and spoke of his pleasure at being alone with the dead, as well as stating without prompting that he wasn't a necrophiliac. (laughs) But I'm not a... Not a necrophane. I can't even do it. Huh? What the fuck? I oh, know. What the fuck? Oh, we haven't God, even got into, We only like tipping the iceberg of like. Yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, I mean, there's only so much you can you can write down about what he's been up to and so, like. But well, yeah, well, I have well, got quite a bit in there about his little. Well, just like just like that, uh, there's a woman we saw and said that she'd heard that he'd. T- there's a, a young girl who was. Um, paralysed from the waist down mm. and he would always go to those ones because then he could fiddle around with them yeah and that other that oh, other girl you know fiddle around their private yeah that other girl as well she was saying she was in the hospital because she burnt her hands weren't she oh, she couldn't move her, couldn't couldn't move her, use hands, her hands so he and he came running he was running across the fucking green outside her. her window yeah. clocked her at the window where she was sitting and then just came straight at her came in through the fucking hospital window and just started like sticking his tongue down her throat. It's yeah, like, what the fuck is this? He's just like some crazed yeah. fucking sex offender. Who's just running around? Who's just running around the, some with hospital? The hospitals. It's insane. Like, what are they even to, doing? Apparently, he had the keys to the morgues and stuff. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And Why? like we were saying does about Broadmoor, does the head doctor not go or head physician or whatever just be like, Why has he got the keys for the morgue? I know. Is there a reason for that? It's so insane. Like, I don't... I just don't understand like, or, 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 how why that do you want would them be to a thing. Why do, you, why do you need the keys to the wall? Just out of wondering, like... Because yeah. that's, like... Like, it's not... And like making it like putting him basically in charge of Broadmoor, you know, there is rumours as well that he took some patients from Broadmoor to be in the audience of his fucking clunk clip oh, no, programme. He did, yeah. He did. yeah you know, it's just a, insane. Broadmoor's a hospital, it's, it's about 10 miles from me. We have got an episode coming up on Broadmoor as well. Okay, it's on it's, my it's episode a, list and all the people a, that have been residents there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hospital for the mentally ill. And quite often criminally... Criminally insane, insane really, yeah. yeah, I'd say. 
Peter Sutcliffe is in there. The was in there. Yorkshire Ripper. Charles Bronson's been in there. Fucking craze. Craze have been in. There's loads of people that have been in there. Robert Maudsley, that pedo murderer, he so, was kept in there in a glass box. And and he he was allowed to have a position which you generally get from years of education. Yeah. And his that's not a small job. For having that job was because, well, I'm I'm like I've been around. Hmm. I may not have the credentials on paper, but it's all, it's up here. It's yeah, like, it's, it's insane. Like, doesn't make you like what the fuck yeah you might as well put fucking coco the clown in charge like at what point do you go yeah jam jammy jammy savile fucking jimmy savile is a good choice to be in that position of that hospital you know surely broadmoor is like one of the most dangerous uh Prisons, hospitals. He, I'm not sure if it's, it's a prison or a hospital or it's what. A hospital. It, okay, so surely they house like some of the most dangerous people yeah. in the UK. Yeah. At what point do you think it's okay to put Jimmy Savile, a fucking TV presenter, yeah. in charge of that shit? What was interesting when he was interviewed about that on that kids program, mm. which we got some little bits of clips from later really interesting is when he really was because this is again when I was going under his spell slightly when he was starting to discuss saying to people no no it used to be termed as mad it's actually mentally ill and he was really going into like a little bit more advanced yeah. to where we are now with depression and mental illness he was sort of saying it then which was quite interesting that he was it seems like he was really on the side of helping people with spinal injuries yeah. or mental uh, 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 or their issues with mentality and almost like he wanted to help them it seems it's, crazy that he would put that much effort into, into, that, into this keeping up, up this, the this cover script. story that's why it's that's why I still feel like it was there a bit of him but I just can't help. I can't believe that he would do those things to people and still have, have that shred of giving a fuck he must have had literally you got to be a cold ass type, motherfucker to like, do that shit I'm literally a sociopath and I've literally got no emotion totally just I'm this lit. one person no I'm here to help you I'm helping I'm helping come yeah. on how you doing? How you doing today? How you doing, lovely? How are you? Blah, 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 blah. I make everybody happy. That's what he throws work. I make everybody happy. Look at me. I make everybody happy. Everyone's yeah. looking at me when I'm around. It cheers them up. I can feel the energy. That's how he was as a person. Yeah. And that's how he put it across. And that's how he felt and believed it. But then, because he didn't drink or do drugs, but then did he have then this bit when, it, when all the doors are locked, he looked in the mirror and he's fucking Travis Bickle. He's looking at yeah. himself and saying stuff to himself in the fucking mirror. And he's just like egging himself. Oh my God. The fucking king. I'm the fucking yeah. fucker. What the fuck? Yeah, probably. You know? I can imagine that. Yeah, because he must have had this. Boom. Yeah. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing going on. It, otherwise, he's a fucking genius. Yeah. Was. Yeah. They can't. Yes, definitely. It's fucking weird, isn't it? Like. Mm. I don't know. I just cannot believe that there, there was any shred of goodness. I know, yeah. I know, that's why I, I was just like, what I the fuck, I've been under this spell of him, thinking that he must have had something in there. You know, he was going, doing this for so long. Yeah, that's it, keeping this up so long. How much effort and energy in all of this? Yeah. Or does he, it, or it's like someone just is an entertainer, they know another life, I know nothing else, I could not be anything else, I, could not, yeah. I can't be a film director, I could never be another thing, I couldn't work in McDonald's, I could not do anything else, I don't know any other world but this and this life. Mm. 
and just rolled with it and kept going and it got more and more power and powerful and powerful and stronger and stronger from all this fucking yeah. getting away with it because really he didn't have to do anything though did he you know he had so many people that organised all his shit for him to fucking phone people up all the time and, and just he didn't really have to do anything he just had to be there and this is where it comes down to paedophiles in general generally what is with paedophiles is like because I don't understand having a sexual attraction to someone so young if you're a certain age yeah I don't I just don't get it I even don't get it having a girl I'm 44 soon having a girlfriend who if I had a girlfriend who was 20, 21 I'd just be like no that'd be awful I just do not want that even under th- like 30 or under is like no so like I, I and I understand that being a paedophile that what it comes down to is a form of power yeah definitely I am in, I am powerful I am in control of yeah. you you don't have a choice and that's what gives the man or woman because they could be pitfalls yeah. gives them that boner female boner yeah. whatever it is you know um, where, but this is the weird thing when you have celebrities celebrities who can who are this or people in power surely the fact they're in power they can actually get high class hookers they, if they had to, they could get general for their sexual gratification. They could get, or generally women who would probably be really into them, like you could, or men or whatever. You could get, you could get that. But there's that's but not that's not feeding comes, the thing, is it? That's then, not feeding thought, the the want. They want the power. There's yeah, no so, power. So going there. to Jimmy, you're paying someone for sex. It's a transaction. You know, it's so not. No it's power. not you're the still, same you're as still the loser. as continuously getting the power. Of, you know, from from intimidating and forcing younger people to do those things. So with Jimmy, though, say for example, all right, I does the 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 poor kids who were paralysed from the waist down and he was touching them up and it, this was something he did did they know his hands were there because they're paralysed down they couldn't yeah. feel it and if that's the case they couldn't feel it because he knows they couldn't feel it yeah. where he's not getting any power off them because he, they don't know it so there's no power there but he's still so he's still, he's the, the, still it's, it's, it, I guess it's a case of regardless of that individual it's a bigger scale thing it's a, it's it's just because I'm in a hospital touching up a kid yeah, and that's not allowed. No, whether they can we feel know that's it not allowed. or not, it's still. I'm doing it. It's so still it's not the individual. Soul. So this is where it goes more with a paedophile. I feel like he's so much more than just a paedophile. He mm. is something else. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Put my hands up in the air to. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get the fucker. I, in a ways. There was. I don't. I'm just trying to think. I think it might have been the ex. The exposure. Box. Um, the exposure documentary I was watching. And there was a couple of stories, interviews on there with a couple of guys. Um, one of them was someone who had been sexually assaulted by Savile at a party yeah, he, he, with he, other he, people. He, he, he wasn't bothered. It, whatever sex or uh, gender. Yeah, and or, he was or, saying... Or, like, sorry, sex, gender, or, gender or race or anything. Yeah, he was saying like Savile was the worst one at the party. He was like, he was sadistic in what he wanted to do to like the kids and what he wanted other people to do to them. He was like, he was a sadist. He was the worst one there. And there was uh, some other guy, and he was doing an interview, and he was saying, like, when he was about 14, 15, I think it was, dude ran away to London. He was kind of living in, like, sofa surfing and stuff. He was hanging out one day with his mates, and these two guys, older guys, came over. 
Um, he said they looked quite cool, you know, this was like in the 60s, 70s kind of times. So came over and started chatting to them, invited them back to their flat for a beer and a smoke and stuff. So after we'd been over there a couple of times and made friends with them, and, and fucking they were grooming him, and one day uh, Sa- turned Saville turned up, but it turns out Saville was this dude's uncle. So this guy was like, oh, fuck, it's my uncle's turned up. He thought the family had sent Saville round to like, fetch him back from London because he'd run away. And he was like, but really, instead of him catching me, I'd caught him because he used to bring kids in. He was like, Saville didn't really acknowledge me when he turned up because he'd been there a few times. And Saville turned up, he'd just bring little kids in, like 10, 11 years old, and then leave again. So it was obviously part of something bigger. Well, th- you know, this guy said he got out of there. He said he fucked off and left after like, being there a few times because he realised that these guys were grooming him to do the same thing, you know, and go off and get kids and bring them back. He found out what they were doing and he just left and went home. That's he was like, I'm like, not fucking... Fuck kids? I don't get it. No, I'm... I just I've... don't fucking get it. Just, it's like, so like beyond my scope. Life is so short. Why... why? But Spend to them, it. they would be like, life is so short, you know, sounds awful, they but that and, uh, they, yeah, they want to do, do whatever that, the fuck you know. they want, get away with it, it's my choice, I'm only here once, do whatever the fuck It I is want. so beyond me, honestly, it's that and rape, obviously they come under similar categories, but yeah, it's fucking, mm. that's just like, I don't know, well, I can't even fucking comprehend it. Yeah. This episode. Uh, I hope you're still with us, guys. Uh, yeah, it's a real cool. ta- tangent kind of episode as well because there's so much it's, to discuss it's, on it's, it. On it, you know, it is. It's, it, it's going it, to be as kind of going. It's such a, a huge <laughs> thing though because that's what I said when it came down because I didn't, you know, don't go into the royal family side of it and stuff, but and the BBC, but there is the, you know, it's the BBC. Where there's no smoke, mainly. Where there's no, smoke, there's no fire, etc. Yeah, there's something going on. Yeah, there's something been going on. Yeah, there's something still potentially going on, but trying to be a bit more discreet about it yeah or they're trying to like hide it because when all these celebrities start coming out and people start saying beautiful rings you go oh yeah whatever yeah no but then one you start wants to, to find stuff it. and you're yeah. just like oh more and more of these people are oh yeah because they had money to have big house parties these big house parties I think it was Harvey Weinstein yeah of course you can fucking if you've got money you can get anything yeah look at Epstein yeah. Look at fucking, you know, other people who are fucking massive pedos. Like, if you've got money yeah. and power, yeah. you can get whatever you want, even if what you want is fucking disgusting. You know, there is going to be someone in this world who will be able to facilitate that for you mm. for the right amount of cash or mm. favours. And then we had the other side of it where we had the girls who knew about this Jimmy would turn up with cartons of cigarettes because that was basically the same as prison fucking currency yeah that was at, at the um, like the the Duncroft school oh, and oh that's right yeah that was like the, the schools where kids were kind of like I suppose it's like low level crime back in those days the girls were there for well, just being and like some little, of them though they all knew gets, what like, Jimmy wanted yeah it was like they were expected to pay they'd, for they'd it they'd be like wondering what Jimmy's going to bring today oh cool he's bringing his cans of cigarettes or whatever yeah and totally say, do you want to come for ride me but they would know so this one girl who's a lady now obviously you know she, she said that he would come along the first time she went out in the car with him he kissed her and said will you you know will you suck Give me a blowjob. 
And she said, no. And he said, all right. So she went, so I end up just giving him a hand job. And she, and then the, then the second time he asked again, I don't think she did, then he, but he said to her, well, if you do, you can come on my show. Yeah. So she gave him a blowjob. Mm. And even more disgusting, where she's saying it was um, sometimes because of the nature of it, it you'd be gagging because you're a child as well. You'd be gagging mm. and sometimes being sick. And he'd be like, oh, not on the, not on the upholstery. Imagine having a child being sick in your car because there's... Oh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. No, it's disgusting. It's but, such but a horrible she, thought. She, she knew woman. about it, and she did it because she's like, well, because he's a celebrity. Yeah. And I can get to go on a show. He, mm. he knows people. He knows all the celebrities as well. Yeah, that's and what I got. Of, and, and, some, and some of them were fine with it. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, fuels the, well, if that's all right, mm. I can carry on. Yeah, if you're going to take it. I'm starting to feel it. sick almost talking about this now. Yeah, I'm starting definitely. to really get to the point, like, ugh. I yeah, I did get some notes from a couple of the interviews when I was watching the other side of Jimmy Savile, the exposure thing on YouTube, and that's quite a few interviews with some of his victims. Uh, there was one girl, uh, she was saying she met Savile when she was 15 in 1969, and he was already in his 40s. Uh, she was on a trip to the BBC and apparently Savile pushed her into an alcove and put his hand up her skirt and touched her inappropriately and she says in a year he assaulted her dozens of times uh, when she was 16 he invited her to London and she ended up losing her virginity to him said she'd asked him not to carry on but he pinned her down and just did it anyway just raped her uh, another girl met him in 68 and she was also 15 she lost her virginity to Savile uh, and they both say that they caught an STD off him as well. Mm. But yeah, was, they were saying that he'd take the girls out from Duncroft in his car. Uh, she said she, one girl was assaulted in his car, but it was like she was expected to pay for the time out in the car, do you know what I mean? And the, and the cigarettes and stuff, she was expected to pay for that by letting him do that shit. Mm. So, yeah, it's crazy, but also, uh, like that other lady was saying in the interview, you know, she'd been abused since she was two by her grandfather, so she was used to it. So I think there's definitely a thing where and predators pick no, pick up on that. You yeah, know, they can see... No they can see... The weakness. Yeah, they see how you hold yourself, you know, after you've been abused. They mm. know the signs, so they can pick victims out so much easier... It's worse now talking about this. Yeah. Than no idea, just like, you know. Yeah. Generally making me feel, ugh. Mm. Yes, it's most unpleasant. It's just knowing him as well and knowing, kind of like seeing all the, the other side to him, you know, and thinking, God, he's just there. You mm. know, and no one did anything. It's mm. fucking awful. Uh, okay, back to this stuff. Um, in November 2012, Dame Janet Smith called for evidence from people who were the subject of inappropriate sexual conduct by Savile on BBC premises or on location for the BBC, uh, people who knew of or suspected such conduct, anyone who raised concerns about Savile's conduct with the BBC, and people who worked for or with Savile on programmes at the BBC between 1964 and 2007 or who were in a senior position at the BBC. So basically, she wants 
fucking evidence of everybody. Uh, by December the 5th, 2012, the reviews team had been contacted by over 290 individuals, including many former or current BBC employees. On the 1st of May 2015, it was announced the report was finished, but it could not be published as it might prejudice ongoing police investigations. The review was published on the 25th of February 2016. Totaling more than 700 pages, it found Savile had sexually abused 72 people and had raped 8 people, including an 8-year-old. The review found misconduct had been committed at virtually every one of the BBC premises at which he worked. Smith stated some BBC staff members were aware of complaints against Savile but did not pass the information to senior management due to the culture of not complaining. She described an atmosphere of fear still existing at the BBC. Following the broadcast of the ITV documentary, that's the exposure one, Uh, Many people came forward to make allegations about Savile's conduct conduct towards young people. Some abuse was said to have taken place on BBC premises and it was claimed that Savile had abused at least one boy as well as numerous girls. Claims were made about Savile's activities in hospitals. It was claimed that he sexually abused a 13-year-old patient during a visit to Stoke Mandeville Hospital in 1971 and an eight-year-old girl in the same hospital recovering from an operation. Staff reported he searched the wards for young patients to abuse and they instructed patients in the children's ward to pretend to be asleep during his visits. And it's just like... That's disgusting. And again though, the nurses would have been powerless. Yeah. What can they do? That was it's, all they could do was tell the kids the to internet. pretend that's fucking horrendous. The, thing is the internet. The internet has power because you got everybody can. Uh, you can uh, get voice people an behind you then, can't yeah, you? Yeah, like yeah. kind yeah. of instantly. Yeah. Where then you had nothing. Yeah. You have you literally have nothing. You have a four channels on your telly and whatever newspaper you can get hold of. Yeah. So, who are you? Who is anybody? The world was a smaller place in that sense. Yeah. The world now. Yeah, is wide definitely. Open. I think you've got a bit of audio, haven't you, to, so we can hear what Jimmy thinks about hospital roles. Oh yeah, <laughs> he he really wasn't, you know. Hospitals have rules with patients and things like that. Well, because I'm dyslexic when I want to be, I don't understand rules. So there we go. That's what Jimmy's convenient Doesn't dyslexia. Because he's dyslexic when he chooses to be. Yeah, what a fucking prick. Uh, The BBC carried statements from a retired detective inspector of the local police force that a nurse at Stoke Mandeville Hospital had reported Savile's abuse of patients there to him in the 1970s and he had repeatedly informed his superiors about this, but they did not believe him. A former nurse said she saw Savile molest a brain-damaged patient at Leeds Hospital, saying he kissed her and I thought he was a visitor coming to see her and he started rubbing his hands down her arms and then, I don't know if a nice way to put this, he molested her. Singer, Why didn't that person go over and say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, totally. Just You'd be like, oi, what the fuck? Seriously, what is wrong with these people? Like, I don't get it. It, like regardless of his fucking status, surely yeah. you would be like, oi. There's going to be, and there must have been one person out there who's like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. my job or anything. That cunt can't, can't do that. Yeah, surely. 
Um, a different time, I guess. Yeah, but really, I suppose. But then it's like, what can you do if nobody believes you? I know. It's insane. No, like we say like now, you know, yeah, obviously in this then. day, because we're more connected, if you start speaking out, then there'll be other people going, yeah, fucking he did that to me. I was concerned with us doing this podcast and people will be like, oh, like, they're alone fucking Jimmy, what stuff Jimmy Savile would do? Yeah. Uh, singer Colleen Nolan said Savile invited her to a hotel when she was 14 and had been involved in a TV recording at the top of the pop studio, but you didn't talk about those things then. Savile's great-niece Caroline Robinson said she had been sexually abused by him twice at family gatherings. She believed some members of the family had known about the abuse but had turned a blind eye. The British Prime Minister, David Cameron, said that he was truly shocked by the published allegations which should be properly investigated. The Jimmy Savile Charitable Trust stated that it was considering giving its funds to those working with victims of sexual abuse and that it was considering changing its name. But obviously earlier, like we said, uh, they announced that it would close. As part of the investigations, inquiries would be made into allegations of abuse when Savile worked as a volunteer at Leeds General Infirmary. In October 2012, it was reported that the Sunday Mirror had decided not to publish allegations of sexual abuse at a children's home by two women against Savile. Paul Conyu, the newspaper's editor when the women came forward in 1994, described the allegations as credible and convincing but said that lawyers had advised against publication. In November 2014, the Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, announced that the inquiry had been widened with the number of NHS organisations investigating allegations of abuse by Savile extended to 41. Um, On the 4th of October 2012, the Metropolitan Police stated that its Child Abuse Investigation Command would lead a process of assessing the allegations. By the 9th of October, they had formally recorded eight allegations against Savile, but announced that it was following up 120 lines of inquiry, addressing up to 25 alleged victims of abuse, mainly girls aged between 13 to 16. These covered a period spanning four decades from 1959 to the 1980s and were on a national scale. So this is after his death? Yeah. yeah, Is this Utri? Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm just about to get into. An inquiry process known as Operation Utri was set up jointly with the NSPCC and involving other organisations including the BBC and and ITV. Commander Peter Spindler, head of specialist crime investigations, said, At this stage, it is quite clear from what women are telling us that Savile was a predatory sex offender. On the 19th of October, the Metropolitan Police announced they were pursuing over 400 separate lines of inquiry based on evidence of 200 witnesses via 14 police forces across the UK. Commander Spindler said, We are dealing with alleged abuse on an unprecedented scale and John Cameron of the NSPCC said that Savile was a well-organised, prolific sex offender who used his power, authority and influence to procure children to offend against. By the 19th of December, eight people had been arrested for questioning. These included former pop star Gary Glitter, comedian Freddie Starr, former BBC producers William Death and Ted Beston, DJ Dave Lee Travis, 
publicist Max Clifford, and children's entertainer Rolf Harris. You do it, you? <laughs> Fucking Rolf Rowe. And an unnamed man in his 60s. On the 11th of January 2013, giving victims a voice a report into the allegations of abuse against Jimmy Savile under Operation Utree by the Met and the NSPCC was published under the logo of the CPS. Among its conclusions are that it is now clear that Savile was hiding in plain sight and using his celebrity status and fundraising activity to gain uncontrolled access to vulnerable people across six decades. This would be a very good point just to show this bit where he was play, hiding in plain sight. You used to be a wrestler, didn't you? Is that right? I see you I'm feared in every girls' school in this country. I'm just admitting it. That's the way he was. Yeah, totally. And everyone just laughs. Insane. Uh, in March 2013, Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary reported that 214 of the complaints that had been made against Savile after his death would have been criminal offences if they had been reported at the time. 16 persons reported being raped by Savile under the age of 16, and four of those were under 10. 13 others reported serious sexual abuse by Savile, including four under 10 year olds. Another 10 reported being raped by Savile while over the age of 16. Theresa May, the then Home Secretary, announced on November 6, 2012 that Her Majesty's Inspectorate would carry out an assessment of all the investigations relating to Savile undertaken by police forces across the country, examine whether allegations were properly investigated and identify any related issues. On the 12th of March 2013, a report entitled Mistakes Were Made, HMIC's review into allegations and intelligence material concerning Jimmy Savile between 1964 and 2012 was published, which included material showing that police had received intelligence about Savile's sexual conduct dating back to 1963. Fucking tut-tut. That's just shoddy. You had one fucking job. One job hmm. to fucking sort that shit out. Hmm. I mean, just fucking ditched it, dickheads. On 10th of May 2013, West Yorkshire Police published a report into the relationship of the force with Savile and it concluded that he had not been protected from arrest or prosecution but that there had been an over-reliance on personal friendships between Savile and some officers. The report also stated that there are currently 76 crimes involving 68 victims committed in the West Yorkshire area relating to Savile, but none of them were reported to the police before his death. Nine of the incidents relate to persons under the age of nine and the youngest being aged five. Fucking rank. On the 18th of December 2014, North Yorkshire Police published a report of an internal inquiry into its actions. The inquiry, termed Operation Hibiscus, found no evidence of misconduct by officers, but also concluded that opportunities had been missed to prosecute both Savile and Peter Giaconelli, a former mayor of Scarborough who died in 1999 for child sex abuse. The report stated that 32 allegations had been made against Giaconelli and five against Savile. 
Giaconelli was stripped of civic honours earlier in 2014 after allegations against him were first published by the North Yorkshire Enquirer. The Assistant Chief Constable of North Yorkshire Police, Paul Kennedy, said that the report showed that there would have been sufficient evidence for the CPS to consider criminal charges against both Savile and Giaconelli were they still alive. On the 29th of April 2015, Surrey Police published a report stating that Savile had sexually assaulted 22 students and a visitor at the Duncroft Approved School for Girls between 1974-79. The report said that Savile had committed at least 46 offences at the school, including one which would have been classed as rape under current law. The results of the investigations were made public on the 26th of June 2014. They concluded that Savile sexually assaulted victims in NHS hospitals over several decades. At Leeds General Infirmary, 60 people, including both staff and patients, stated that they had been abused by Savile, their ages ranging from 5 to 75. It reported on a number of organisational failures which had allowed him to continue unchallenged. It was also reported that Savile had boasted to nurses and other staff that he performed sex acts on the bodies of the recently deceased persons in the mortuary of Leeds General Hospital. Well, there's a fucking boast. And claimed to have removed glass eyes from corpses and made them into rings. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, no, but that is... it's illegal to, to, in any way... You can't the, inter- the interfere with a dead body. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an illegal thing. Yeah. can't do that. I know, and there he is boast, boasting about it. I generally earlier felt really sick and almost thought I was going to have to stop. I did, I did when I was, I was reading my notes, I could see you out the corner of my eye and I thought, oh, bless him, I think he's having a whitey. Yeah, I, I almost <laughs> had to stop and go, look, I think I'm, there's a really strong chance I'm yeah. going to puke here. Oh, it's just really weird and bizarre. But oh, pickle. That's all right, well, it's... it's, it's Going into it and more now talking about it, you know. Yeah, because it's a different. Thi- it's again, a different thing to kind of watch a documentary. It's, 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 someone it's, I've seen all my life. It's on telly. it's removed. I think it's getting into this conversation. It's a step away mm. from life, but now we're talking about it, mm. and it's kind of you're thinking about it in your head a bit more. Well, I suppose, uh, yeah, so. well, it was when I was mentioning a scenario, and I was just it just fucking threw me totally threw me out. Yeah, it's just like whoa, what the fuck? It's just not how you treat children. Yes, and it just took me. Yeah. Okay. Fucking, I feel for the the people he actually, you know, the mental side of people. Yeah, totally. I do too. It's just fucking horrendous. Which is going to carry on. Yeah. You could be dead. They're still fucked. Yeah. All those people as well on such a fucking scale. You know, all those people that he did not give a fuck about, Mm. that he just used for his own fucking whatever you know and not necessarily like even the people that he personally abused but like I was saying earlier with that interview with that guy that was his nephew you know all the kids that he procured for other people and brought to those parties to be abused by other people you know all the people that he facilitated the abuse on it's fucking insane. So insane. What? And that's why I cannot believe that there was any shred of giving a fuck about other people in him. No, no, no. Social pathers in. No, no. Just can't I, I, imagine that. Like the only thing I can think of this is him going down. I'm hoping is that lessons, in some sense, have been learned. 
mm. a little bit and because of the nature of the internet and everything and accessibility and the widespread uh, yeah. uh, accelerated speed of information the, the, I know it's still going on I know shit's still going to be going on somewhere mm. but like hopefully this will these things come out someone like this a big person going down Harvey Weinstein going down yeah. will hopefully make people have slightly second thoughts yeah before before acting out inappropriately mm. I'm hoping or I think it's a lot more easy more, to expose or people will be more but... into coming forward yeah yeah I think that, know, that's, that's a I'm good thing from this. I think like we were saying earlier you know it's a good thing that nowadays obviously if something like this happened and someone one person did speak out against against it you're not going to be on your own for very long because there will be other people that kind of go, oh, well, if you're going to say something, I'm going to say something. You know, if you're going to have my back, then mm. it's going to be more of an encouragement for people to actually speak out. So it's better now that we're more connected mm. and that all, and that can be easily revealed. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the report said, uh, we have no way of proving Savile's claims that he interfered with the bodies of the deceased patients in the mortuary in this way, but he did have unsupervised access so to the mortuary. So, yeah, probably fucking, fucking did. What's the chance he didn't? And that yeah. was his only fucking joke. Mm. What's the, what is the chance of that yeah. being his joke? No, he fucking did it. Well, he already he's telling said, everybody else he's a pedo. And I was going to say, like, he said, I'm not, I know I'm not a pedo. He was a pedo. Then he's saying I'm not an necrophiliac. Then he's saying I'm fucking around with dead bodies. And I'm not a bad you know, person. You know, it's like. And you are. You are. You so are, are doing all of this shit like a fucking. So he just likes him. He just lives a life, a life of fucking lies. Yeah. So just insane. Someone who thinks he's so fucking great and all that's where it comes down to. He's mm. just nothing but a little piece of fucking shit. He's probably one of the worst he? people that ever when lived. When it really didn't came he? down to it, he's a fucking little yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, but he knew that. He knew that, you know, he lived his whole life knowing that he must have known what he was doing was Man, wrong. Fucking fucking be in a room with him. It's insane. It's just, oh. I say I could be in a room with him. Next year, say, Gav, have you beaten the shit of him and come in? He's got me in a fucking wrestling hold. Don't you worry, I'd come in there windmilling, mate. I'd have him off you in oh, a second. You look Get me, off yeah. my Gav. Ah, beating up Jimmy Savile. Tell you what, though. I'd have that hair off his head for a start. And oh, fucking. What I'll tell you what that? though, the one person that I'd have on my side if I was fucking going go in that room would be Johnny Rotten. Oh yeah, he knew, didn't he? Out of this, I give Johnny Rotten more fucking cred. Yeah, he spoke out against it. That was in the late eighties, uh, late uh, was 70s, it late seventies, early eighties. He okay. did a later, a little bit of a later interview, which was re- recorded with a BBC presenter, and but they kept the recordings, but they like, yeah, we can't play. This. Yeah. But it's quite interesting, um, as you will hear. Yeah. Do you think you're going to make a film? Huh? Do you think, would you like to make a film? Yes. In it, I'd like to kill a lot of people. <clears throat> How many people? Oh, about 200. Well, they'd all be famous names. I'd love to kill Mick Jagger on film, but I bet he'd never do it because his ego would be deflated or something absurd. Might be good for his public image. So who else is on the list then? On the goner list? Oh, it's endless, believe me. It's easier to list the people I don't want to kill. 
a serious thing. All five of them. <laughs> so how how you uh, yeah. so how are you um, gonna go about this massacre? I don't know. I just want to make a film of it. On film, I'd like to kill Jimmy Savile. I think he's a hypocrite. I bet he's into all kinds of seediness that we all know about but are not allowed to talk about. I know some rumours. <laughs> yeah, people always tell you things, don't they? Ain't I a bitch, eh, don't you think? There you go. Like, uh, the fact that he... Yeah. In 78... Well, yeah, because he's in the music industry. He's probably on top of the pops yeah, and shit, well, and obviously well, radio well, stuff. You got to remember Sex Pistols, you know, about the Sex Pistols and stuff, and Malcolm McLaren. Yeah. So obviously Malcolm McLaren, being uh, the, the dude he was, formed the Sex Pistols. So in fact, in in some sense, as much as Johnny Ronnie and Sid Vicious probably not like me to say this, it was a uh, it's a manufactured. It's a boy band. It's boy, a pop band. Boy it's band. A punk, boy punk band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's in the music industry. So he, because of that reason, re, reason he was in the limelight because he would have been on Boopsy on the plane yeah, and all that sort of stuff because he was in there. So he knew what was going on, and it's just so funny that he's just literally. It's not funny. It is just the what he was just saying then. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'd like to kill Jimmy Savile. I've heard he's into lots of kind of things. Obviously, he knows. And he's yeah. Like, fucking, like, you know. But we're not allowed to say, are we? And that's the lead singer of the Sex Pistols, who was notorious for doing shit, you know. Mm. But he's like, we're not allowed to say. Yeah. Like, wow. Even he, in this thing, which he's recording, no, he knows it's not coming out, he still can't say it. Yeah. Wow. I, I, want, to, I want to get Jimmy Savile in front of me, still alive, bent over, and I'm going to get a fucking Vlad the Impaler steak. Huh? Fucking shove it up his ass, cannibal holocaust him, <laughs> and let him fucking run down that fucking stake. That would be good. I can think of lots of things I'd like to do to Jimmy Savile, to be honest. Then roast him. Pretty fucking despicable little character, isn't he? Um, right, so a separate report on Savile's activities at Stoke Mandeville Hospital was published on the 26th of February 2015 and that found that he had sexually abused more than 50 people there, including staff, patients and visitors. One was even one was an eight-year-old child. Savile had full access... <coughs> excuse me to all parts of the hospital and the report stated that it was widely known at the hospital that Savile was a sex pest and that 10 complaints had been made at a time, but no action was taken. A report for the Department of Education reached no firm conclusions over whether Savile had abused children or staff when visiting schools and children's homes or hosting shows at which they had been invited to attend uh, between the 1960s and the 1980s. The Children's Minister, Edward Timpson, said that though information had been received from credible sources, there was insufficient evidence to draw firm conclusions. Uh, So, this is the aftermath, what happened after all that. Uh, Savile's family asked, out of respect to public opinion, that his gravestone be taken from the cemetery where his body is buried... And like I said to you earlier, on his uh, fucking gravestone, he had written, "It was good while it lasted," which is just uh, again I find disgusting. Yeah, 
fucking disgusting. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> Scarborough Borough Council and funeral directors removed it under cover of night and sent it to landfill, and it stood for just 19 days. But, yeah, good for that. And now he's in an unmarked grave. Uh, it was announced that Savile's inscription on the wall of Leeds Civic Hospital Leeds Civic Hall would be removed in October 2012 and in the same month a cafe at Stoke Mandeville Hospital originally called Jimmy's and displaying a neon sign in the shape of Savile's signature was renamed Cafe at WRVS uh, Cunard which is a cruise line uh, we saw it in the Louis Theroux documentary when he went on well, a cruise cruises, that, was the, that was this uh, this boat thing. I'm sure the cruise was fine, but like, yeah, just wherever Jimmy goes, you're like, what was going on? They cancelled a sail pass tribute to Savile's burial place at Scarborough, which was scheduled for the 1st of August on 2013. Uh, the University's Bed- Bedfordshire stripped Savile of the honorary degree it had awarded him in 2009, and Savile's name was also removed from the Great North Run Hall of Fame. It was reported on the 28th of October 2012 that Savile's Cottage in Glencoe had been spray-painted with slogans and the door damaged. The cottage had been searched by police looking for evidence of others involved in the abuse with him. I, uh, and, um, I, like I told you, I watched you said the earlier, Urban didn't Explorer you? went to yeah. uh, his property in Scotland. In the Louis documentary, he goes to the place yeah. in Scotland. But then this is like, obviously whenever, the past couple of years, I guess. Hmm. Uh, Urban Explorer went and the house just trashed. Yeah, we can imagine. Yeah. Uh, plans to sell the cottage early in 2012 were halted by Savile's Charitable Trust, which had planned to turn it into a res- respite centre for the disabled. These plans were in turn halted when the Trust announced it would close and the cottage was sold at auction on the 30th of May 2013. In November 2012, the BBC confirmed that it would no longer be airing further repeats of Top of the Pops on BBC4 with Savile as a presenter. A 2001 episode of the children's TV programme Tweenies on CBeebies showed the group starting their own band. The character Max introduced the band to the audience in a parody of Top of the Pops having a similar hairstyle to Savile's, wearing a tracksuit and also using some of his catchphrases. It was rerun in 2013, resulting in the BBC getting over 200 complaints from families and causing the show to be pulled from syndication for several months. In 2014, the BBC apologised for the rerun in the wake of widespread public knowledge of the Savile investigations and agreed to reinstate tweenies with the promise that that particular episode will never air again. And that's all I've got on Savile. Yeah, Savile. Notes wise, that is. Well... Have you got any more audio or anything? Well, he did me? this. He did it. He did like a thirty-minute question time with kids, all these little, very intelligent young children. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> God, like, oh, they were God. scary, weren't they? You know, like proper on the ball. And um, there's this one one thing he says that when he gets to the pear, pearly gates, like what? It's a thing that he says, and then we we heard it again about twenty years later in another recording. It, he I says think it was in Louis Theroux, No, it's a different thing. Oh, he says it? it in the exact same thing. He says the same thing. What you're about to hear, guys. 
and it's the way I said to you like he's thought about this from the get go that he knows he's a bad person and he is not going to heaven yeah and he, he knows this but he's decided even though he is wrong he'd be right anyway so even though if you're not going to let me in I'm coming in anyway mm. which you are going to uh, which you're going to hear um, don't you believe you you put God in somewhat of a dilemma yes there's Jimmy Savile the good man that gives hey? money to charity that helps yeah. young children huh? and there's Jimmy Savile who flies in the face of everything that's written in the New Testament about sexual promiscuity do I really? Well, I didn't realise well, that well no you, you have oh. admitted it to us have, have I admitted it to you? You've admitted it to the audience yesterday. What, today? Yes, as far as I'm aware of, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, well, I must have been asleep at the time. Uh, <laughs> but I will answer your question. Come judgment day, you, me, I mean, stand up anybody who was so good that they will walk straight through the Golden Gates. I mean, are there any of you here? I would like to meet you. I think we've all have a hard time. Now, me, when I stand in front of the table and St. Peter's there, he says, you are not coming in. Uh, and I'll say, well, why not? And he'll say, because you're a villain. And, and he'll show me the debit side. And I'll say, hang about. And I'll show him the credit side. And he'll say, does that mean anything? And if he says, that means nothing, then I'll threaten to break his fingers. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know anybody's going to get an easy ride into heaven. So, yeah. yeah, there we go. He just doesn't give a fuck, does he? He thinks that that just cancels it out. He thinks that it cancels out. Then later on, like 20 years later, it's the same thing. Yeah. If you're going to let me in the gates, I'll just break your fingers. Yeah. He's thought about it. He yeah, knows that's he's a bad his person. Like, just and, his and thing. That was just such repent. an interesting thing to say, yeah, but the debit side, this. Yeah. But look at the credit side. I gave so much to charity. Yeah, and he's totally well, fucking... Look, look at this side. There's, I, I touched up. 60 children and have ruined their lives and their families around well, them. This but is it. I've given 16 million. So yeah. come on, who's the better person? But he's totally just laying You're it out there. You're just missing the whole well. point of humanity and morals and existence and how you should be to another human. He's You're laying it out it. there as well. Like uh, For the life that he lived publicly, should there even be a debit side? <laughs> You know, for yeah. for his public appearance and the persona that he tried to keep up in the public eye, you know, should there even be a debit side? Mm. Because he didn't he didn't drink, you know, he didn't party in the public eye. He was never linked to any kind of public sex thing, apart from obviously these allegations, you know. So mm. there shouldn't be a debit side, surely. But this is this is how he thoughts, and on yeah. the same show. I may, as well show you, I may as well let you guys hear the clip, to be honest with you. The same show, he goes in and his his words about kids um, and not owning having kids. Uh, you've already influenced a, genera- a generation of young people. Uh-huh. Do, you, oh. do you have no regrets about not having any children of your own? Uh, number one, I don't think I've influenced anybody at all, really, except maybe a few people run a few marathons that wouldn't have done because they look and say if he can do it I can do it and so about 18 miles I said, wait till I see him I'll kill him <laughs> so I don't think I've influenced anybody right? Uh, having children of my own no I never particularly wanted to have any because I've got plenty of other people so I've got uh, four sisters and two brothers they've all got plenty of kids I've got plenty of kids on Jim will fix it so my kids uh, to me anyway the best sorts of kids is they all go home to their parents and I go off to a Chinese takeaway. There you go, fully admitting that he's fucking got plenty of kids. Shocking. I, I'm, I don't know, I'm completely out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drained. 
Jim will drain it for me. Oh, oh, uh, oh no, that sounds awful. That sounds really <laughs> bad. Jim will do drain it for me. Oh, God. Um, oh, shit. That's all we can do now is kind of make a, a light and jokes now, like not about Jimmy and what he did, but to get us out of this and just yeah. and just carry on in life and how we go forward. And this would be a. A point in history and the criminal justice history yeah. as well. Just, just a type of evil human that can exist in the world, right in front of us, in front of our eyes, for many, many years. Mm. And um, and it it will go down in history. And like like I say, I hope this stops other cunts being like this. Yeah, totally. It's because it's, it's just insane. It's just crazy. You know, he's he's got to be. Britain's most prolific sex offender. Absolutely, it's got to be. No, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, such an insane story. You know, it was there. It was there all the fucking time. Yeah, for years. And, and he and, never and, got and he, stopped. And, and you look at the guy. He looks like a, a like I said. I don't judge a book by its cover. He looks like if you were going to say, "What's a pedo?" and you explain to someone and say, "Can you draw me one?" Okay, they're going to draw Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, it's it's it. After what we talk about, and just going back to this case, it's just, I'm just completely in shock again. I've mm. literally gone back to like, no, I don't think I was in shock at the time when it came out. I don't think I was completely following the case so much. I just knew the guy the whole time. I can't even met. I, I wasn't like, do you know where you were? They found out when Jimmy yeah. Savile was convicted. Oh, fuck knows. Yeah, well done. Um, I can't remember. But like, I don't think it surprised me in some ways. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and. I don't know how many children he's ruined their lives. Yeah, it's fucking horrendous. Really is. Just didn't give a fuck, you know. Ruined all those lives, and then just went to, to his grave with no fucking comeuppance at all. You know, yeah, I bet he, he was what, rubbing he his fucking wanted. hands. He's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, I bet yeah, he was laughing his ass off. I hope though, if there is, I'm not religious. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in heaven. Um, I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in Satan. If there is a Satan and he is in hell, God, I hope he's getting fucked continuously with the biggest spiked bat. Yeah. All day long. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I don't know. I, or, you know, maybe it is reincarnation. Maybe he's coming back mm. as something really fucking horrible. Yeah. I don't know. It's, there's only so much you can talk about this guy, really. I, I don't. I'm to the point. As soon as this recording's done and we fucking release this episode, I don't want to fucking get. Talk yeah, about I don't want to think again. about him. Spent like four, like four or five hours watching Jimmy Savile shit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and literally felt really ill then and uh, uh, earlier. And I was just oh, quite. Okay. Sort of, I was actually taken back by the, how I felt from that. Um, and I'm just someone talking about it on a podcast. Yeah. Imagine the people, the victims. Yeah. Imagine that victims who are children. They yeah. don't know how the world works. Yeah. They're still learning who they are. Yeah. Fuck that cunt. Yeah, totally. Can we, can we just wash our hands of yeah. this fucker now? Yes, please. Dirty, dirty fucker. Yeah. Oh, God. Please, I, I'm I'm happy to go and talk about the next episode. Oh yeah, about. definitely. That's doing, enough. Sarah? Fuck this guy. Even though I said that he pretty much is a leader of them, what are we talking about? Uh, we're doing cults next episode. Indeed, cults. All the different cults. 
Yeah, and you've got some you want to talk about, and this, yeah, because cults are interesting. Um, but yeah, it's going to be loads of, of different ones. I'm quite um, looking looking forward to this. The para- one, parallels of when yeah. you go to these leaders, these yeah. cult leaders, and you go, oh, this reminds me of Jimmy Savile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'd say so. Mm. But yeah, quite looking forward to this episode. That might be, be a bit more. Then after that, I think we just we we take it back a bit. Uh, rein it in. Look, this one sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Something nice the teddy bears that move. Oh my Something god. Something nice and gentle for me. Oh for the listeners. Bless you. Well, well I don't know, I have to check my list and see what's on there. Yeah, I know. I know I've got quite a few rough ones down there. It's like, oh what about that one? Oh. Well I'm glad we got this Jimmy one out of the way and done that finish. Yeah, and that's, that's it. it. We'll be proud. We've done Fred and Rose and Jimmy now. So you've done good. Mm, you mm. stuck it it's, out. It's when it comes to the children involved. You're through the worst-ish, mm. mm. probably. Ugh. Maybe. <laughs> go wash my brain. In bleach. Ugh. But yeah, cults next that's, time. That's what Vicky did, though, isn't it? Drilled what? holes in people's heads and put bleach in there. Dharma. Dharma. Uh. So you're what, going, going Dharma myself? Yeah. Going Jeffrey Dharma I'm myself. Going self-lobotomise. All right, well, thank you very much, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen for coming on if you've got this far yeah definitely well done if you've made it to the end um and i really hope you didn't play this on the school run yeah don't do that don't it's do probably that. a bit late to say don't do that <laughs> yeah, it is probably now we're at the end of the episode it is um thanks so much for coming along and listening to us i massively appreciate everybody who's been listening we have a lot of listeners all over the world now and it's really cool we do have a little patron hint hint <laughs> Um, if you want to check out any of our films or things, we do, did just finish our web found footage web series. Uh, Joseph is missing. All 31 episodes are free on the Deadbolt Film channel on YouTube. Um, go check that out. It's quite a fun thing. Uh, I won't say what happens, but ooh, ooh, things happen. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and, of course, the lovely Sarah over there, the lady who does all the research and has to really get Jimmy in her brain, um, <laughs> does does a lot of all the old crocheting and all the horror oh, things. Oh, I just made you a spiffy blanket, didn't I, for Christmas? Yeah, for it's Christmas, rather good. I got a blanket, which is basically uh, the red um, red rum, the shining carpet, uh, the Overlook Hotel yeah. carpet pattern. You know the one, everybody knows the one. Yeah. Uh, I got it as a blanket, oh my God, the size of a double bed. It's amazing. Oh. I don't want to touch it, though, because I'm scared. It's going to oh, scare everything. But that's no, amazing. Love it, love it. Um, but but yes, unfortunately, you can... you're, not, you're not crocheting that because it would be about 600 bucks. Yeah, well, I'm but... not doing that again. But yeah, you can come find me for anything else crocheted that you need. Loch Ness Monster or fucking I don't know Freddy Krueger not Jimmy Savile no mm, don't do Jimmy I would I would because see I would but I might not I don't know say no for that one do it for me Mm, say uh, no okay just say no but yeah for anything else you fancy any horror related horror related goodies come find me Facebook or Instagram Fox's Fantastic Fabrications or an Etsy and Etsy at fan- Fox's Fabrication seventy nine and dot com uh, website as well. Yes, and yeah, the website um, Fox's Fantastic Fabrications. So yes, please come check us out and yeah, the stuff that we've got we loads do. Of stuff going on. You want to go, you know. Um, also, the podcast on Haunted Hill is the horror movie podcast I do. Also. Hmm. Right, that's us. Also, as well, we've got the Facebook page, and uh, if you've got any ideas for future, future episodes. episodes or stuff, or anything that Instagram. you find that you want to post, we yeah, we're on there as well. As well. Yeah. So, yeah, you podcast. can just 
post stuff on there. Yeah, let us know, and we're happy to sort of go into some episodes. And we've chat had a about other yeah, we've had a we've couple, had a couple of listener episodes, haven't we? Yeah, 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 we have. Uh, so anything, just let us know. We, we'll try and get to it as soon as we can. Obviously, we've got like a, a thing going on, but yeah. And any questions or anything else you want to discuss, talk about? Um, for example, I never even mentioned like we didn't even really talk about Rolf Harris, really, the Australian. Uh presenter didn't yeah you? and like like i was gonna i forgot to mention it was a bit late in the day i won't bother now anyway Dra- dragging up both families oh no I'm, huh? I'm, i just don't want to go in there anymore um <laughs> if you've got anything or you knew someone or something or other that's what i was gonna get to with that but i can't be bothered um, uh, what? Your little was, story, oh, story about Rolf Harris. Because we've both, we've both when he's a kid. had a little Rolf Harris moment, didn't we? Oh, well, no, I've got a couple. My, my co host on my other show, with when he was a kid, his mate's parents lived next to Rolf Harris, and they were, his parents were invited around to his house. He went around it, they went around the house, and Rolf Harris and his wife were sitting there, and there's porn with Rolf Harris porn on the TV. <laughs> and they wanted to do some uh, wife swapping. Oh, my God. I can so see that of Rolf Harris, though. Yeah. I reckon it's mad perv. What was your story of Rolf Harris? Uh, I saw Rolf Harris recording some kind of animal programme at the opening of the Plymouth Aquarium. It's a really good aquarium as well. That was the first time I'd been to a proper one. It was really good. Okay. My my other one was a Guildford Music Festival. My oh, yeah. friend on the Friday morning, this is before the festival had started, bought some drugs off a yardie, then went back to complain to the yardie he'd been because he was drunk out of his face. I looked round to see this yardie just smack him as he flew through the air <laughs> and the police arrested him. <laughs> And as he's getting carted off, and I'm just there with him, and he's getting carted off by the cops, I look up, and Rolf Harris is, is, is coming in, just waving to us from a bus. That was weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least they're long-distance Rolf Harris moments. Uh, for, they're not yeah. up-close Rolf Harris moments. No-one wants that. Well, funny enough, that means I've played at the same festival as Rolf Harris. Oh, my God. Because I was at a band playing at it. That's what I was there. Oh. And he was there as well playing. <laughs> oh, God, I played playing at the same festival as Rolf Harris. Fucking Rolf, a rude dick bag. Right. Okay, that's it. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> and see Sweet you next dreams. time. Check the doors a lot. <laughs> see you later.